What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? Bobby. Bobby Briscoe. Yeah. Welcome. Finally. You are back. You are back. You are back in in the, in our, in our midst. Yes. Bobby Briscoe of questions from Bobby. Bobby Briscoe from Pandemic. Uh, research journalism episode. Bobby, you're back. Yeah. In, you're back in Germany, aren't you? I am back in Germany. Yeah. Now, interesting story. How did you do that, guys? Uh, how okay, did you so get there? Like, when did you? I um. So I was at Sacramento Ballet. Money stopped coming through, so I was like, "Girl, I don't know how I'm gonna pay this rent. So let me just go to my best friend, um, who is my dear friend uh, for over twenty years now." And, um, yeah, I went to his place in D.C., three to four weeks there. Yeah. And then I left and flew to Germany. It was a movie to do that. I got to the airport in D.C. <laughs> Tell me the movie. Tell me the movie. I want to hear it. Guys. <laughs> we so really all, love movies on this I want to hear it. I want to hear it. And, Bobby, this is to resume your contract with the company you were dancing for previously? No, this was, um, I'm married to a German. And so I was like, (laughs) yes, jaws dropped. Jaws dropped, Um, eyes popped. Nobody knows anything. No, no, I'm I'm quite private. Jeremy knew. It's a long story on that side, why I keep that private, but I keep it private. Because he's a dignitary. Can you imagine? It was like, it's actually the German... um, <laughs> amazing, amazing. Government. That was a amazing. But she's a she's a in government something, but has to keep yes. it on the DL. <laughs> so, guys, sending all my information, and from that side, they were working on the information, speaking to passport control, all of this. Everyone is saying it's a fifty fifty chance, but it's on the better side of the fifty. I get to the airport in D.C. at Dulles, and first of all, all my information was in German. However, at the bottom of the page was written, if you need to translate this or you don't understand and have a question, here's a number and an email to directly contact us. For the airline industry, because the main issue was at that point, they don't want to send people anywhere and then have to pay for them to come back. I get that. So it was a long line. It was long period of time for me waiting for them to do all of that. And finally, it was like, okay, you can go. So God sei Dank, that's German. Um, Thank goodness I got to the airport like two and a half, almost three hours early. Just because I was like, I don't know Mm -hmm. what's going on. There was almost nobody on this flight. And everyone is like masked up. How was going through customs on our side or, you know, getting through? Oh, it was just um, to go. customs. Well, there wasn't. I guess customs is the other side. Yeah. I mean, from our side, there wasn't much going on. Um, but on the plane, I mean, I watched a lot of movies. I caught up on um, Pretty Little Lies. Guys, it's. I need to see the rest of this. Like, it needs to continue. Pretty Little Liars. Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies. With Nicole Kidman and all. (laughs) Because of you, because of you both, 
I, I think like, Pretty Little Liars is a TV show coming out that's a ballet TV show. I l- guys, I love it. I, there's many different things with many different names that all sound the same, but Pretty yes. Little Liars is a show that's from before with like young people. Um, okay. Big Little Lies is famous actresses, and then coming up is a ballet show. I don't know the name of it, but I do think it sounds the same. Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> Barton yeah. Hargrave is in it. We'll have him back on to talk about it. Anyhow, so you're watching Big Little Lies on the airplane. <clears throat> anyway, the flight was a flight, and then I land in Germany. I get to passport control. It looks like no problem. No, 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 no. First <laughs> of all, I get to Canada. I get to Canada. There is no one at passport control. They have to call someone at passport control to come. No one comes. So they separate us. There's like five of us. Four people go with someone. And this man, because I'm going to Germany, takes me and says, oh, you come here. Now, I'm like, do I have to go through all these papers again or what? No. Put my passport on a scanner. Bing! A little green check happened. Get a ticket and go on. I was like, fabulous. So then I go... Literally, welcome to Canada. Welcome to Canada. A country that operates with some measure of order and efficiency. Exactly. Wait, Bobby, you've had this... Wait, can I just say for one second... Yes. Speaking on Canada, because you and I have both worked for the Alberta Ballet in Western Canada. Yes, yes. Okay, getting a visa to work in Canada, literally, they like send it to you in the mail, you cross the border, you give them $150, welcome to Canada... That's it. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. Anyways, go go ahead. Go ahead. So I get to Canada. I'm in the eating area enjoying a fabulous meal. Guys, there was a man who was like fucked up, drunken, probably on drugs. And he was on my flight. And so I'm thinking, no, girl. No, 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 no. I do not want this flight to have to like make an emergency landing because you're fucked up. He gets on the plane. I have to go through again with the customer service, all my paperwork. Yes, I can fly. I get on the plane. Guess who gets off the plane? The drunken, (gasps) yes, the drunken man. They asked him to leave. They asked him to leave because he was too fucked up. I love that. Love it. So was he wearing a mask or was no, he not wearing a mask? No. Right. Because he was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, girl. So I get to Germany. I thought, wow, this is like working out. I give the man my passport and the papers. And he was like, ah, this is all fine. I think I just have to ask someone to come over. This woman comes over. She was like, everything's fine, but you still have to come to because I'm coming from the States. And so um and the States were at this point, it was like the States was always two weeks behind Europe. So Europe had it and then sort of got under control a bit, while as America was like, girl, it's nothing. It's nothing. So, um, and yeah. So. While well, we were like, up, up and away. <laughs> <laughs> so I get the passport control and there's this man who is from Canada and guys I'm like cool as a cucumber because I'm like girl they're not asking me anything but they're asking this other guy a lot of questions he start pulling out the waterworks crying 
I don't have anywhere to go. I can't go back to Canada. I don't have a home. Like, really, like, oh. going through it. I'm watching him like, girl, really? <laughs> they were like, papa, you can go. And the only, quest- only thing they said was that I have to do two weeks quarantine. Congratulations, Bobby. So, congratulations. But not, there was two versions of quarantine. Because the, I think because I'm married, I have to do quarantine with my spouse, whereas there's another version where you go to a place and they, I've heard about it. I have a German uh, friend and her daughter had to go to this place and it's literally a really small room. You get three meals a day and I think there's like a TV. It's a, just so it sounds you know, like a hotel. It's, it's like. Oh, yes. Actually, it's well known in Germany that German prison is like a three to a four star hotel. Work. Yeah, Europe. Europe. And, but quarantine was like not what I thought because it's Germany. I thought someone was going to come every day. Which they do in Canada. Yeah. No, they just call and my, my spouse always picked up the phone, said I'm okay. And that was it for 14 days. I love that. They'd be like, hi, is Bobby there? He's like, mm, sure. He's here. <laughs> <laughs> is he still in the house? Yeah. yeah, he's here. He's really, he's very happy. Yeah, he's happy. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that. And uh, so where are you now in Germany? I'm in Wuppertal, Pina Bausch's city. Yes. Yes. A charming yes. town. You guys have a few wonderful listeners or uh, friends of the pod. Friends and listeners. Douglas, Brianna, Jonathan. Hello. One of them. Give it up, Wuppertal. I, yes, Wuppertal. Um, one of them, uh, Reed, I, I contacted because I wanted to audition for the company. So I, I contacted her telling her that I'm a friend of you. Mm-hmm. And she gave me the contact, and I was like, "What?" Connecting people. <laughs> well, she said, over. "Connecting people." Um. Wow. We just we we went way to the future, which is now, in order to to get yes. introduced to Bobby Briscoe. But why don't we go back a little All bit? Right. Who is Bobby Briscoe? Mm. <laughs> Where I did am, Bobby grow up? I am originally from Washington D.C., the capital, where the shit is at the moment. Um. I, where the shit is. <laughs> the shit is, yeah. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I grew up there. I, I fell in love with Janet Jackson and wanted to become a, yes, ASMR. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and wanted to become a, <laughs> I wanted to become um, a Janet Jackson dancer. So I fell in love with dance and danced uh, in high school as a cheerleader. And after that, uh, uh, Wait, the can we go back I... for one second? Was this like, mm-hmm. did you watch Cheer, the series on Netflix? Oh, no. Bobby, no. Bobby, you really should. And also, I really wanted to know if your Cheer experience was like that Cheer experience. I've heard some stories about this show, and I could imagine it that but mine was not um wait here's my here's a question. we didn't do competitions oh was there screaming from the sidelines scream from the sidelines no i want to say we were cheerleader slash dance team okay so Different. we were more entertainment than 
you know, trying to do big tricks and all of that. Could you do a back handspring? No. No. No, okay. no, no. You know, <laughs> I we only had one show this year that I did it, and it was for Homecoming. And we danced the Circle of Life. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. So I was getting my life, and... Um, yeah, I did a little extra things because there was a football player that I was really into. <laughs> did you guys hook up? Wow, mm-hmm. Bobby. Yes. And you can't say his name either because he's also mm-hmm. <laughs> no, he's now no, a famous no. football player. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Bobby, I love a story with a I love a story with a happy ending. But he was not out at that time true. and may oh, not true. also no. now not be out. No, guys, I, I, yeah, we will need like two parts because if I tell you some stories from my life, you love a non-out man. I mean, maybe one day we'll just do sex with Bobby. It'll be a whole episode. Yes. <laughs> um. So yeah, and then I went to Duke Ellington School of the Arts. Um, and graduated from there, and then went to at the after that, I went to Maryland Youth Ballet. Mm-hmm. And then I went to the Rock School of Pennsylvania Ballet, which is now just the Rock School Dance Education. So it's different now. Were you at Rock School year-round? I did that also, yes. Wait, how old are you, Bobby? I am 40. So I oh went there. Oh, my God. Bobby. I'm going to put it all together for you. So <laughs> I went there with, um, you know, Fabrice. Carmel's? Fabrice yeah. Carmel's. I mean, I didn't mean mm-hmm. not really, but. I mean, okay, he's so tall. I went. We we she were there for the school year round. She's tall. <laughs> she's, tall. she's a tall girl. She's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I've I've lived with Fabrice. Wow. it's a lot. Wow, wow, Bobby. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, mm. <laughs> and <laughs> the next year that I was at the Rock, uh, Carell Cruz yeah. from P and B, and. And then I was out. So literally um, only giants. Just Carell, Fabrice, and you, you're pretty yeah. giant, Bobby. Pretty but giant, compared but to them, compared to them, pretty small. I'm 6'3". I think Reed and I are the same. No, I'm shorter but than you, Reed's Bobby. Reed's not 6'3". No, no. But those... Reed is maybe 6. I'm 6'1". Oh. J- Jack is mad at me today. I don't know why, but I'm 6'1". <laughs> <six, laughs> I only gave you one look, and that was when you poured your water. I know you really hated uh, that. You absolutely hated it. Well, you pouring your water, you're cleaning your throat. You know I can't stand it. And (laughs) um, uh, it's been three years. And Bobby, you're six three. Fabrice is how tall? I think Fabrice is six six or six. Yeah, I think he's six seven. Yeah, (sighs) and Carell also. Carell's like six. Yes, he's really getting up there too. Yeah. Yeah, guys. There is, I don't think anyone has this video, and I'm so upset because I've moved so many times in my life. I used to have this VHS cassette tape from the summer that Carell and I were at the rock school together. And he and, oh my God, he his name just left my mind. He and this boy um, did a pirouette contest together. And I kid you not, Carell did nine. Teen turns, one push. Look, nobody, nobody here and is surprised. Carell is a twirling top, twirling, twirling, twirling top. top. You know, Ooh. you come from Cuba, and you can twirl for days. In leather shoes, <laughs> <laughs> leather. Do you remember wow. those days, Reed, wearing leather? Ballet I never shoes? wore a leather ballet shoe. 
Read this Didn't like train uh, Lennon only style. No, like that? I mean, yeah, what? but I I did a canvas shoe. PMB was at that time a very canvas shoe company, uh, and then okay. it was it was that New York City Ballet famously leather shoe company. Yeah, they love yeah. a leather shoe. Yeah. But I you know I I always did a canvas shoe. I never was fond of the ballet shoe itself, and so you know I was I was on a track destined towards not ballet socks. You were on a track destined for socks and barefoot. Socks. Yeah. <laughs> I lived but definitely socks. a dirty sock. Oh, yeah. Um. So well, I lo- I just want to say I love a twirling top. Yes. And, um, <laughs> uh, six six is a great number. And, um, <laughs> Uh, You're spilling all the tea. And do you think Fabrice would like me? Yes, I, and I. Th- we're, we're, it's a podcast, so. And we'll we'll talk about it after. Okay. <laughs> so, so okay. So now we're at the Rock School, and then. And then, um, yeah, and then my first company was Ohio Ballet. Um, I think I did that for two or three years. Wait, Bobby, I have a question. I have a question. Yeah. Where is Ohio Ballet? Akron. Akron. It's all coming back to me now because, as you know, I too danced in Ohio at Ballet Met. Ohio is like Germany, just like so many. They love company. It's the cradle of the stars, is what they say about Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) It's also the same size as Germany. Exactly the same size. Shut up. I mean, probably like not far off. Probably not far off. But uh, fun fact, uh, uh, Ohio Ballet and Dayton Ballet did a project called uh, The Phoenix or something like that, where we did a series of programs together. And that year was the year 9-11 happened. Uh-huh. Now, guys, we yes, right. were in rehearsal. And I was also in Ohio. I was at Ballet Met Ohio, 9-11. That's crazy. Wow. So Wait, you were both there. Yeah, we were all This happened... Well, I was in I was in Columbus and Ballet Met, and Bobby was doing Akron slash yeah slash Dayton. And Dayton. at this point, we were in Dayton, Ohio, and we were in rehearsal for I want to say, I want to say it was Hamlet, but it could have been Peter Pan. We did both together. They're and very similar. Stephen I have Mills to say, and <laughs> Stephen Mills Hamlet and and. Uh, Peter Pan. And, uh, they're the um, same Peter, story, really. Peter they're Pan, about an aggressive um, <laughs> director from Hong Kong Ballet. John Meehan? No. Oh, no. Septime Weber. Septime Weber. Both of them are. So. Uh, yes. Uh, both choreographers. Well, we yeah. love a Stephen Mills. He's now director. He's director of Austin. Me too. He's lovely. But I yes. can't say I know Steve, uh, Septime, but I did audition for the Washington Ballet when he was the director there. And he kept me till the end and had a conversation with me. And I was so. So distracted by his asymmetry, I don't even remember what he said. <laughs> don't remember. I have no idea who this is, but I love the name Septine. It's, yes, it's nice. No? It's nice. It's very French. Yeah. Is he French? The Dayton, Ohio. I mean, maybe maybe his family maybe. is French, but Septine Weber. I don't know. I mean, that would explain Septine. 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 Septine, like yeah. with an M or an N. Yeah. Sept, and then it's time, but it's team. Sept, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what yeah, a like, beautiful... Um, yeah. It's, what is it's, her name in Les Mis? What's her name? Fontine. Fontine. Septine Fontine. <laughs> and then also Satine. Or from... Uh, in, um, yes! Whatever that movie's called. Like, love is the most important yes. thing. 
What movie? Mm-hmm. It's called um, Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge. Oh, Satine. Moulin Rouge. Yes. Her name is Satine. <laughs> and then, yeah, she gets TB. And then um, Fontine. Fontine also dies of TB. Anyone with an Ean. Oh. So we got it. But his last name is Ean. So it's Septine. Um, which is also the French word for September and Seventeen. Well, it's 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 not true, but yes. If you think of if you <laughs> really true. loosen up your brain, right. if yes. you really yes, you can kind of turn September and uh, <laughs> September and set uh, sant or whatever it is. But anyhow, so um, I just had to focus on that name for a bit because I don't know about Queen. Nine <laughs> Eleven happened. We were called into the room to look at the TV. We watched the TV, and it looked like the movie. And then the director at the time, I don't know if he's still there, just was like, well, there's nothing we can do about it, so let's get back to rehearsal. Guys, we were in shock. And you want to know what, Bobby? I was just down the road having full run-through of Coppelia. No break. Just, oh, I guess you guys all just watched that movie, which is the movie of the World Trade Towers falling in. Let's get back to rehearsal. Are you serious? Both of your companies were like, let's keep turning. Uh huh. Fucked up. That is fucked up. I have fucked to say. Up. Yeah. I was doing a play at the yeah, time and we um, all watched it and we're like, let's go home and like breathe. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I like, think the really... next day was off because it was just like, what to do? And then maybe the following day. Um, was like a half day because a lot of people had friends and family in New York so people were mm-hmm. like I, I can't do you want to know I this can't. is a crazy story we made one major adjustment at Ballet Met which is because we were going into the theater that week with Coppelia mm. and in the first act of Coppelia there was this moment where there was an explosion in the laboratory and then smoke would fly out of the um, the doctor's like balcony out the doors. Mm. And mm. they changed it to, um, they just like threw some springs out the window. So no more explosion. Yeah. Yeah. But they were like, no days off though, keep going. Run out full. Mm-hmm. And then from there I went Joffrey and that's uh, my first year there. I was with um, one of the company members. I stayed at his place. And then the second year, I stayed with Fabrice for half a year. And then reunited. I with another. Reunited. Reunited. Guys, that was amazing for me. Um, oh, I did Alonzo King in between those two years. And then I was like, bye, ballet. I can't. <laughs> I can't. It was like one of the last years of Alonzo King's um, professional... It was like a seven-day workshop to a better, better you. I too have done that workshop. Yes, Bobby. Crying, <laughs> crying, angry. Every day, <clears throat> full tears. Every day, sitting in circles. Dancing Did you do the blind. blindfold dancing? Lit- literally. Okay, this is the amazing story about the Jack. So, in the Alonzo King like professional dancer cultivation workshop. They pick, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they, yeah, with the thing where you put the blindfolds on and then you have to do exactly. a, a full combination. So they take Work. like 15 <laughs> dancers or each summer and that Alonzo would teach a phrase always very quickly. And then for this particular exercise, they would put a blindfold around you and say, go. And for whatever reason, I was the first person chosen to dance blind. And I, I you know, learned it. I did it fine. And then 
people went on and continued doing it. I, I didn't know exactly what had happened when I did it, but I later found out during some discussion, people were like, it's uncanny, but like there was no deviating from the combination when Reed did it. Mm. And I was like, well, that's because I am blind. So I'm, <laughs> I'm accustomed to it. Wow, I can completely see it. I can completely wow. see it. Wow, that is so different like, from mine. <laughs> I think I was like number five or so. And everyone before me had really cool music. Really like giving you in the middle type music. And I was like, yes, I'm going to turn this out. Came my time, the blindfold. <laughs> Not only are you blindfolded, but he turned, well, he turned me around so that you're not facing the front of the room and he turned me so many times very different from other people i think he could sense that i knew where the front of the room is and he gave me like boy choir bobby he had an agenda he had an agenda. i was like yes, bitch yeah yeah mm-hmm. he was trying break to me break down. me down yeah yeah. I remember for me, not only was I blindfolded while the lights were turned off, and it, there's there was no music, and then I just heard someone clapping, and I had to figure out this comp. But they were clapping like like it didn't have any beat to it. So thank God I'm such an incredible counter. Yeah. So I was able to go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I'm going to tell a short story that's not, that's sort of like, it has some ill will, which I'm trying not to do as much, but it's a good story, which is that, and I want you to read this, which is, it says, what I wish I'd said. Uh And that's something I'm trying to get in touch with, what I wish I'd said. And that summer, this dancer from Lines, who I think he had retired at that point, um, his name's Giannis Adenu, I'll just say it. And, you know, he, he's problematic on a number of levels, but that summer he watched some of the workshop and then I was, I was either, I wasn't staying with him, but we had like a gathering where he happened to be and he looked at me and he goes, why do you dance so funny? <laughs> and I truly like, I don't even know what I said in that moment, uh-huh. but like, it's one of those what I wish I'd said moments because mm. now I have there's so many things I'd like to say about that. Like I'm a comic genius. Mm. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> However, maybe maybe it was not necessary for you to say, you know, I I know myself. There are certain moments if I think back about that card that you posted. What I um, wish I'd said. No, Bobby. Better for me is what I wish I didn't say (laughs) or what face I wish I didn't make. Oh, yes. Because I was... That's not controllable. That's not controllable. That'll never never change. I've seen your face, Bobby. Yes. Well, the next company that I went from Joffrey Ballet was Sacramento Ballet, and that's where I learned about my face in a big way. Now, was that because you were told about your face? Yes. Yes. There was one specific, and I love her. I love, 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 love. Um, during this time, it was the directors, Ron Cunningham and Kareem Benda. And there was one meeting that I was called to the office. In my career, I've been called to the office quite a bit. 
And haven't we all? <laughs> <laughs> and she said to yeah. me um, during one rehearsal, she said, "In your face, you looked at me as if to say, why don't you just shut the fuck up?" <gasps> and guys, <laughs> I'm looking at her in her face, and I I remember it came out of my mouth. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's that was what I was thinking. Yeah. And yes. Yes. So from that confrontation, I've learned poker face. Oh, that's good. You have that. I have to. Rec- I have to really be like, do it, Jack, do it. Because I remember Caitlin McDonough there, who Reed and I went to high school with, turning to me in Shakespeare class, and she just went, "Your face," and I was like, I could kind of feel <laughs> that I was indeed really looking at the people working. <laughs> like, what are they doing? They they're awful. You know, and then I was like, mm. I, had to, uh, I had to tone it back. Anyhow, so you're in Sac- it's Sacramento Ballet. Sacramento Ballet. And then from there, went to Alberta Ballet. Um, Reed was not there, but Reed was... Bobby, you and I had already... We met years earlier because... Years. I yeah. had started doing the summers in L.A. dancing for Rayford Rogers Modern Dance. Wait, Rayford Rogers yeah. Modern Ballet? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And... Um, and maybe one or two summers into doing that job, you started showing up and yeah. we did it for a couple of years together and yeah. that, and we lived together in Santa Monica. Oh, wow, Santa Monica, beautiful. And when beautiful. you two lived together, what did you do at night after rehearsal? I'd pass out. <laughs> we were tired. But would you guys you watch tired. a show together or were you into any TV or like I mean, I, together, I remember films, I was perhaps? the type in the morning. No, I remember in the morning I was very much watching uh, music videos. That was like my thing at that time. Ooh. But I was just like, yes, bitch, this is fabulous. We have an apartment in Santa Monica. The beach is like three blocks away. It was truly at the promenade. And it was you, myself, and Alexis, my and Alexis. friend from Alberta Ballet. Yeah. And we were in one apartment, and then some other dancers were in another apartment. But yeah. it was a nice apartment. I remember it had like a, a glass bathtub shower situation. Because yes. I remember Bobby Bobby wanted to get a sneak peek. He'd open the bathroom door. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yes, and uh, I was also... I was flattered, Bobby. Flattered. Probably my first or second year... I was the one that tried to get everyone to get naked in Lisa's uh, pool. Swimming pool, yeah. Swimming pool. Theater camp, theater no. camp. Theater camp. So no, from but I guess this is there. Bobby, your enthusiasm was always appreciated. And Bobby was the kind of person who could really light up the room or, um, or bring in the storm. <laughs> Bobby, what time are you? Aries. Oh, wow. Well, as the saying goes, Aries, Aries, they're the star. Aries, Aries, they go far. Oh. No, it's good. That's a good thing. You're the star and you're going to go far. <clears throat> Betty Davis was an Aries. Classic. Wow. Um, Bobby, you are a star. And you are a star. I mean, we're all stars. Yes, we, the three of us, yes. Twinkle, <laughs> twinkle. Twinkle, twinkle, little queens. Um, um, okay, so let's you're, see, Alberta so you Ballet, are, and uh-huh. then, um... Wait, can we stop for one second at the Alberta Ballet? Because Bobby joined the Alberta Ballet immediately upon my, uh, Oh, yes, leaving. departure, yeah. I, I departed, um, in a dramatic fashion. Correct. Mm-hmm. Well, not that, I mean, not 
Not in the moment. I wasn't like asked right. to leave right then. I mean, I was asked to leave, but I, I wasn't asked to leave that day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you she know, later. I certainly was. I was asked to please not come back. <laughs> later, another friend of ours, Reed, um, was also asked to leave. And I believe the story goes she was escorted out. Wait, Bobby, were you there no, in the building? No. Okay. I'm going to paraphrase the story and I know that it's, um, it'll, well, whatever. I don't yeah. think it's a problem mm. because I just want to, I just want to kind of say that, you know, ballet companies can be very abusive places and very manipulative. Really? And dancers yeah. hold no, <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> I've never and heard dancers, that. Dancers they should make movies in many about situations, that. like they really like hold no power. And you know, the Alberta ballet was unionized. It was like a very organized company and, even so, the director was so kind of um, maniacal that there was a situation where one of his kind of principal women, mm -hmm. someone who I had danced with for many years, both at Ballet Met and the Alberta Ballet, asked if she could go to a wedding one weekend. She was given permission. As the date neared, she asked, to, she reminded the director, she's not going to be here this weekend. She's going to a wedding. He said, oh, no, you can't. And she said, well, I'm afraid I, I am already, go I'm going. Yeah. And he was like, no, I can't have you going right now. Like we're very busy. It would set a bad example to the other dancers. I need you here. I'm not giving you permission. And she said, okay. She took a personal day. And when she came back into the studio, um, the Monday, she was, um, reprimanded in such a way that she quit. She said, I'm going to quit. And the director said, please don't quit. I can't have you quitting. Please just stay through Nutcracker. She said, okay, I'm going to stay through Nutcracker and then I'm leaving. She walks downstairs and she writes on the board, the bulletin board company meeting. She wants to explain to people why it is that she's going to be departing the company early that season. When the management notices that she's written this thing on the board, they call her upstairs they unceremoniously fire her, escort her downstairs to pack up her dance belongings in her locker room and out the building. And these are the kinds of things that can happen to dancers. So, you know, we have to, we have to gird our loins. Yeah. Even in a union company. Union. Anyways, if I'd been there, I would have been holding up a sign. Union. union. Yeah. Well, yeah. When I was right. there, I was the, um, the, the. Union rep. Union rep. And I remember for, for certain three moments where I just went over the director and went directly to the union. You because must. there was no, there was no, no discussion. There was no open dialogue about the issue that needed to be handled. And you just had to go over him get the answer from the union and be like, whatever you say is what you say. But guess what? This is what's happening. Yeah. <clears throat> and how did that work out in terms of your relationship with the director? Um, I think it was fine. Um, I left the company because I had a, a really good experience. I got to dance the role of Othello in Othello from Kirk Peterson. And, um, I really appreciated that, and I wanted, if I was to stay, I wanted um, to, I wanted my career to continue in that direction, 
And his answer was, well, you know, we just don't have that type of time for rehearsals. And I'm thinking to myself, you guys didn't give me any extra rehearsals. You actually gave the first cast person extra rehearsals because he was in other rehearsals. Meanwhile, the, the creation was made on me. And for me, I, was, I, I, I couldn't accept that. And so I stood up for myself and I said, bye. I'm leaving. No? Good job. And I left with Hamilton, who at the time was my, my, my partner. And he wanted to go to the Joffrey because um, from San Francisco Ballet. Ugh. Ashley Weeder. Ashley Weeder took over the company. And he had a connection with Ashley Weeder. And in the end, that didn't work out. But we stayed together in Chicago. And I joined, we both joined um, Luna Negra Dance Theater. Mm-hmm. We almost got close to get into um, Hubbard Street, but that didn't work out. And um, I remember the director at the time at Hubbard Street told me, I think you want to go across the pond. Why don't you just go across the pond? Mm-hmm. And that set the seed. Because after that year at Luna Negra Dance Theater... I went to Germany. And where did you go and how did that happen? Um, actually, that happened a bit by accident. Um, so previously, jumping back to Sacramento Ballet, we worked with Helen Pickett. You guys have to get Helen Pickett on your thing. <laughs> Bobby, you look so emphatic. <laughs> <laughs> but she, um, I worked with her and she... Um, wrote me a wonderful recommendation for a couple of companies and I went around in Europe for almost a month or so doing auditions um, Dutch National Forsyth um, I met Forsyth guys mind blowing (laughs) Um, yeah all these different things nothing came about and then later I went um to audition in Europe again, and a dancer injured himself. And I was there at a particular time. It was an audition, but because this dancer injured himself, and I was friends with another a dance uh, a person in the company, it was recommended that I could maybe do his part. I think we we weren't the same. We didn't look the same. Like he wasn't black. <laughs> He's Brazilian, you. but we were the same size. We were. Big and all of that. Lean and long. And, yeah. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. And, um... We were both gorgeous, so... Yeah, I essentially did a gig. I earned a bunch of money that covered my entire travel and got a two-year contract. And so... What company was this? Regensburg. Theater Regensburg. It's Regensburg is famous because it's one of the few... Places in Germany um, that was not bombed. Mm. Yeah, they have a really famous bridge. and It's really, really nice. It's really untouched. I did that for two years and then um, had some issues with my family. So I came home to help my family for two years. And then I went back to Europe with Theater Hagen, where um, my last year I saw Reed in Dusseldorf. And that was amazing. Theater Hagen or Ballet Hagen, I did so many productions and got to dance so much that just amazing stuff. Well, Bobby, this is what I, I found interesting is that the, the in Hagen, the ballet 
is not only responsible for their own shows, but they also do the musicals and they also do the operas. The same was in Regensburg. And so this, this sort of scenario is specific to companies that aren't their own entity, meaning Dusseldorf is its own entity under the umbrella of um, uh, Deutsch Opera. Opera am Rhein. Uh, opera am Rhein. Right. So the ballet is a bit yeah. separate from that. Whereas a lot of companies in Germany, um, Theater Hagen, uh, Theater Regensburg, other places, um, they are still attached. For example, Dortmund is not attached or um, the ballet company in Essen is not attached. So those companies, and those companies tend to be quite bigger. We're talking easily over 30 dancers. Those, those companies, they don't do um, musicals or operas, operettas. Right. So what kind of operas, I mean, what kind of musicals and stuff? Well, we did In the Heights. Um, <laughs> that was fun. We did, um, what else did we do? We do Rocky Horror Picture Show, which actually is a lot of fun. Who were you in Rocky? I'm just a dancer. So we were just okay. eight dancers. We would never, rarely will we ever get like a position in the show because they have, Germany. Does that mean you get like a lot of time to like sit around? No. <laughs> when you are learning a ballet production you could be like four weeks in and all of a sudden it's going to change and you we will start learning the next musical or the next operetta while at the same time preparing for the premiere of our ballet evening mm -hmm. so you are constantly learning new things but the thing is with these operas and musicals um it's never really hard dancing. That's the thing. It's sometimes like really bullshit. It's really like shake your hands and, you know, do a can-can line, something like this. <laughs> a grapevine. But you just have to sell it. Like they wanted sort of big American style selling it. Mm -hmm. And then Bobby, Bobby, can you, you do... sing a song from In the Heights in German? Well, were they singing it in German? <laughs> Actually, no. The, the text is in German and the songs will be in English. I knew it. Amazing. Yeah. With the subtitles they will uh, film above. Well, I don't know any songs from In the Heights, but I just, I hoped, you know, I hoped. <laughs> Is that the same that for Rocky like... Horror, that they did the text in German, but the songs in English? Yeah. Uh -huh. um, okay, so then... And then, uh, yeah, and then what? I, uh, we got a new... Wait, I, I want to know, I wanna, when does this husband come into the picture? So, this was my last year... In Hagen, and that summer, after I saw you, that summer, last summer, uh, we got married in the castle. Yeah, like really, like, <laughs> fant like <laughs> fantasy, guys. It was like one step away from you know going away in a horse, horse and carriage. Wow. Really. Yeah. But so, it, but um, somehow wasn't in the press. Not in now. The were press, you able to invite people? No, no. Totally, totally quiet. Only one dancer knew about it because he contacted her to. She was our ring bearer, and I was stunned, stunned because we got married in this castle, and the woman, I had, and I had a translator, and the woman is saying, "Okay, now you exchange your rings." And he looked to me and said, oh, Bobby, I don't have the rings. And this is typical of him. He often forgets 
big things, but small. And I looked at him and thank goodness I had both of our engagement rings in my pocket. And so I was like, what? What do you mean you don't have the rings, Bobby? I don't have the rings. And he's really like going through it. And so I was like, we're just going to use these for now. Bobby's and like, I have a backup just as I'm plan. about to do it, I have a backup. <laughs> this music come on because we set up the music. And I turn around and it's my friend. And i oh. sobbing. And I go to her and I hug her. And he's like, Bobby, she's supposed to be dancing now for us. And so I had to let her go. And she did a little show. Wow. Yeah. A show in the castle. Um, so, yeah, I got married in a castle. And then two days later, we went to Bali. Thank goodness. Indonesia. Congratulations. Yeah. Guys, the, <laughs> thank you. The, the wonderful thing about this, uh, this career, and I would say this career in Europe, is it really supports your life. And it supports being able to travel. I've, I've been to Thailand and Japan a few times. And granted, uh, some of these places are mixed in with work. But there's a certain level of income that supports you to, to do something with your life, something else. And that's... Um, well, you're talking about arts in Europe. Yeah, yeah you're talking yes. about... I love the... The great thing about being a dancer in Europe... <laughs> Is um, I'm able to travel to beautiful places and make a living doing what I love. It all, it really has to like be, you know, in Europe. Well, that was set part. up so strangely, Baba. You were yeah. like, and here's the thing. <laughs> My life. The great thing about this career, and I was like, my eyes were squinting, my shoulders hunched. I was like... This oh career of doom where you put in everything <laughs> and your body is destroyed and you like look at your bank account and there's nothing in there and like all your friends don't have health care and like people are stressing out and they're getting old and uh, and I was like in Europe and I was right. like oh right in I have Europe. no idea but I heard about it here's I've the one definitely thing heard about it and I've seen some documentaries take away from dance is the friends Bobby my friend yes 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 and having well, a fierce body. I mean, well, you know, like, not all I mean, dancers keep it. Yeah. I, and sometimes you're so crippled by the end of it that you can't even exercise, really. Yeah. I guess I want to rescind that and say, when I say that, I mean like a sense oh, yeah. of mm, one's yeah. body. Do you know how many people don't even have like a sense yeah. of where they begin yes. and end? And like, <laughs> you know, what they're, you could be like, move your right foot and they'd shake so their head. I'm living for how you're, you're sitting at the moment with your, your muscles like, being pushed out. My there. my Joan Didion arms. You're getting to see my my full Joan Didion arms in this. I'm in a room yeah. and there's air conditioning on because it's really hot and I don't I can't walk over to turn it off and uh, uh, uh. I because I don't want to I think either because then I feel yeah. really hot in a moment. <laughs> um, anyhow, so you guys get married and then you go to Bali and then what? But but how did you get um, back here in this nightmare of America? I wanted to continue dancing, uh -huh. and the company here got a new director, and um, it wouldn't be the best place for me to stay, and so I went back to Sacramento Ballet, and I was actually really happy with this choice. Um, it was nice to do ballet again. It's so much easier for the... Now, this might sound crazy, but for my body, dancing 
ballet is easier for my body than doing some of the things that I was asked to do here. Mm -hmm. Um, Some things can be very acrobatic Mm -hmm. and aggressive. There have been moments in my life where I've danced things that said something and I'm there. I want to say something Mm -hmm. and not just be fierce and take the leg up. In, in this, <laughs> this sort of totally, we thing. all know Kaka that one. Is like she's she's here, yes, mm. thinny legs, and so um, yeah, uh, went to Sacramento Ballet, and like I said, uh, June fifteenth was the day. June fifteenth, chop chop. June. Fi- uh, <laughs> sorry, I was like Bobby. March fifteenth. <laughs> I also was like, wait, I have to go back to the beginning of this call in the timeline uh, because I'm completely confused. March 15th. Yeah, yeah. And so March 15th. And so now from your vantage point, you know, because we got to have you in the in the beginning with us for the what's going on where you are in COVID and in terms yeah. of looking at it and from your vantage point now in the castle that you are living <laughs> in in Germany. Um <laughs> What what do you make of it as someone who grew up in D.C., as someone who grew up as, you know, as you said, like where the shit is and uh, and, and looking at our it's, country from where you're at? That is your country. It's really, it's really upsetting. Very, very upsetting. But not, I'm not surprised. And that's right. sad. But it's very upsetting. And it's even what is What I find very interesting being here in Germany is the discussions that are happening on television, they have discussions about what's happening in America, juxtaposed to if it's happening in Germany or in Europe and on what level and blah, blah, blah. And America is a fucking wealthy So rich. Did you read about the billions that the goddamn Pentagon military is getting? Yeah. On top of their annual budget and what they've been getting from the CARES Act and then the HEROES Act. Billions. Pentagon, one thing. What about these airlines getting these huge bailouts that are like psychotic? Or Or that Amazon guy, Jeff Bezos, is going to be a trillionaire. and Not paying taxes. There seems to be like unlimited money, none of which is being used for people who need it. Yes. Well, as Bernie Sanders said, you know in terms of people being like, I don't want socialism. And he's like, you are in socialism for the rich. That is what's happening mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's, uh, I mean, yes, the money, the money thing, how we've not handled COVID at all. Um, I just posted this graph yeah. that showed where, how it all happened in the world. And as everyone went down, how we just went up, up, up yeah. and away. Like we are, We are completely out of control. As I frequently said, America is like the teenagers of the world. It's this completely aggressive, angry, um, I'm going to do this my way thing. And um, Mm. yeah, we lack a society in that way. I will have to say that I am, and I've said this for a while, I am happy that the world gets to see the true face of America, or at least the beginning of it. Because... For so long, people look at America as, wow, and, you know, really in the forefront, and they're always going forward, and and I'm like, guys, are you crazy? <laughs> what are you seeing? Like, I, 
I don't get it, but that's what they see. I and uh, well, because they're not from here. Yes, but I think also even through all the Hollywood movie magic, one can see the truth if you want to, and maybe that's the right. part is if you want to. Right. I mean, I'm sure from afar it's confusing because like what we produce in terms of pop culture, music, etc., seems like you know almost inevitably is like takes world coverage somehow. Yes. The, the, the musicians and films and, and cultural milestones that come from Mm. the United States somehow become extremely popular everywhere. And if you're only looking at that, especially music, you're like, wow, America is so like multicultural. Like they really like, Mm. There's so many black musicians, da 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 yeah. da. However. 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 Yeah. Um on the other side of things, um I've been doing auditions here. I've done so far three. Um and I've gotten one job. I will start in a couple of weeks now. It's a project about in a rehearsal studio? Mm-hmm. It will be a rehearsal. Um, it's a project about anti-racism. What I find interesting is the person that is doing it, that is creating it, is an Indian man, meaning like from India. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cast is all black. Um, that's like a very important thing for him. And during my audition, we had a really open dialogue. And he said to me, different things that he's seen roles that black people have played in different productions. And I said to him, I've never played those roles. I've never been a thug or a gangster or blah, blah, blah. The worst character I ever played was uh, in Petrushka, the Moor. And uh, well, you played a murderer in Othello. I was Othello. Oh, because I killed my wife. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, I was manipulated. It's true, you and you were also the star. I was also the star. <laughs> but, um, and he said to me, he said, well, you know, there is a such thing as positive racism. And I was like, oh. And I was like, okay. And I, it took me a moment. It, it took me back first. And then I was like, I get it. I get it. Because a friend of mine actually recently said, you know, Bobby, and he's German, and he said, I don't mean this in a racist way, but, you know, you're really the hot commodity now. Everyone wants to have a black person because they don't want to seem racist. Isn't that trippy? And it's... But Bobby, is it trippy? Does it, how does it make you feel? It makes me feel... It makes it... It pushes the racism even more for me, I think. Right. It makes it like when Nene Leakes um, always said the gays, my gays, like they're handbags or something. Right. Gay people are not handbags. Black people are not handbags. We are all humans. And yeah, it's just a, it's a thing. But what's interesting when I change the lens and I think of exotic women that are and was and pretty much always in America was a hot commodity for music videos and all of that. I wonder if they felt like, oh, my exoticism is like a Louis Vuitton bag. 
It's just I'm just another accessory for people. I think so. the you know the system of <clears throat> culture and life in general can be manipulated through this kind of tokenism, and I think people yes. have been have been able to kind of understand their power inside of that in order to like mm. get right famous or get money, etc. But I don't mm. think I don't know. I I'm curious. I'm more curious to hear you speak on your experience feeling tokenized because like I can't I can't really imagine. Um I have majority of my career always been the only black dancer in the ballet company. Um I want to say recently at Sacramento Ballet there was another black woman, but she was just a guest dancer. And interesting enough, in auditions when we talk about a company, let's just give some context. How many people? Um, Sacramento Ballet, ooh, 20 to 25 dancers in the company. And then... Right, and then you being the only... Only, only. That's it. Wow. I think the biggest company I was in was Joffrey, and there was myself, um, Erica, um, this other guy, what is his name? I can't think of his name. So three of us. Three. Out of how many? Oh, Joffrey had for sure 40. For sure. Three. That was the biggest company. Um, so yeah, it's but again, within that, and I don't know, I don't know. I, I never felt that I was being given things to dance because I'm black. Maybe Othello, I think. Yeah, could be that one. But a lot of things that I got to dance, soloist or principal, um, it never felt that way. Well, I Definitely think, like, be- even, if, even if being Black got your foot in the door, like, your talent is what allowed you to, like, perform Sustain. the roles yes. that you could do. Yes. Yeah. And also, Bobby, yeah. like, I know almost nobody who's been able to move around in the way that you have. And with the, the speed that you just, like, go from company to company. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this is true. Um, well, it does, and it also, and that does really speak to your skill level because there's also, I mean, in ballet, it's a real like, well, you can do it or you can't. Yeah, it's, that's true. It's true. Recently, probably about a week or so ago, I was on a call, a Zoom call, with um, which is newly being formed Black Caucus under the umbrella of AGMA. And they were formalizing um, their mission statement and um, mission statement and vision. And I listened mostly, but then because I, in the back of my mind, I knew that Sacramento Ballet was already working on the uh, racial and social things happening within the company to make it better and make it more equal and make it more fair. And that actually came from the dancers. The dancers started that. And I brought it to to the Zoom call, and I got a little bit chewed out. I mean, there's a lot of anger and frustration, which I understand, but I left the meeting feeling a little bit questionable. Well, what was the issue? Chewed out by who? Yeah, what well, was the, the issue? Well, the issue was... What do we want to do with companies that are going forward? Because it became, basically, it became a situation like 
you know there's a certain criteria for a ballet company to be a part of AGMA. So basically the Black Caucus wanted to also have something where if, and I hope I'm not putting this out there before it comes out, but um, if an AGMA company doesn't adhere to these new rules also, Mm -hmm. then you can't be an AGMA company. Basically, like, you can't be an AGMA company if you don't have the proper floor for the company. Mm -hmm. And that I understand. All of that I understand. I was just a little bit interested to hear what happens when these companies are trying to do it because these things don't happen overnight. Right. And I just got a lot of, well, they have to do it. And I am tired of of trying to please these people because I don't want to please these people and all of this. And I get it. I understand that. I mean, be, belonging to a union, Agma in particular, yeah. there's a certain kind of privilege that comes with that because the company mm. has to have the kind of resources that will allow for all of these sort of protections, which are often restrictions. So, right. you know... It takes away some of the freedom yes. that a company who's not a part of the union might have in terms of hours spent on things, how much money they have to pay people. So, you know, for a company like Sacramento Ballet, mm. they could probably hire in more dancers if there wasn't AGMA, AGMA restrictions about like, oh, but they all have to be paid exactly this much money, you know, and they all can only work this many hours and blah, 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 blah. So, yeah. I mean, there are... Bobby, to your point. No, no, read, finish. No, no, I was just saying there are, like, obviously benefits to to having the protections of of a union, but there's also, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a double-edged sword. And I guess, Bobby, to your point, the thing that... Or I I was also curious to hear you speak more to was this sense of... And I think that's also something that's part of being out of America... It's like a place where, when I think of Germany, or, or I'm more familiar with the bureaucracies of France, and how long things can take, so that this, so that systems can be put in place that are thought through. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's sort of, mm-hmm. uh, I think, the expediency with which yes um, we can look to seize a moment here is, I'm assuming, is sort of what you're talking about. And I, though I really understand yeah. that, I really understand being like, I'm sick of it. I'm over this. I want this. I get that too. I get both. Exactly. I, I get it. Yes. Yeah. I get both sides. Yeah. I think also for me, it was, um, I just wanted to open, to have an open dialogue about that. Mm. And I didn't get that. And so it just left me um, a little bit concerned about where it come from. And then one one person, which was a strong point, she she because I brought up, well, I think Agma has been really great with um sexual harassment and things like those types of things happening in the company. And then one person was like, Do you really think so? Because I'm hearing other things still happening. Well <clears throat> now I I haven't heard things. I can only go by my experience and what I've seen and heard in the places that I've been. And Sacramento is really on top of things like that, top of language, top of all of that. Um, And what it made me think of, and I said this, I said, well, it sounds like the Black Caucus, we need to have a discussion with AGMA. Because if you're feeling like 
with sexual harassment, they're not doing anything for that, then you already have a, a pretty high level of distrust mm-hmm. of the umbrella wow, that you're right. working under. Right. And so you need to, we need to have a dialogue with that. Which is why there's things like Title IX, so that you can go and fill something out and then do due process. Yeah. I mean, I think it's also this thing of how do we, how can people be heard and function inside of these systems that have been put in place to take care of us? I don't know, because I'm not part of AGMA, so I'm just trying to, like, I'm, think, I'm listening to what you're saying and how that's going. Hmm. Um, I mean, essentially, AGMA is really designed to protect the dancers themselves, but, you know, especially in this high-profile situation at New York City Ballet, AGMA was directly responsible for getting those men reinstated into their jobs, which came with a lot of pushback from people in the company who maybe didn't want to have them back, which is not, you know, these these opinions aren't held by everybody, but AGMA filed the lawsuit to get their jobs back. So, you know, I think it's complicated because yes, they are protecting some dancers. Yes. And there's other dancers who don't feel protected by right. that very same decision. Totally. Right. Totally. Right. Um, I am going to have to go to another meeting a little bit. So I, but I okay. wanted to, I wanted to, uh, ask then, so what's coming up? So what's coming up is you're about to head into another process. Yeah. So I'm heading into another process. Um, I just, uh, sent two more emails yesterday or Monday, um, one is in Denmark, and the other one is in the south of Germany. So we will see what else. I'm just really trying to find work. I had a discussion with my partner today because I filed for, um, I think Universal Theme Parks have something in Japan, and they're looking for artists. And... Mm -hmm. So I sent my application and I made it past that. So now I have to do a video for dancing and singing and that will pay a lot of money. They cover accommodation, all these things. And so I'm like, I need a job and I don't, I can't just be in a house doing little things around the house, laundry and making dinner for my partner. No, no, you're an Aries. Like, no. Um, Bobby, you're a star. You're a star. And well, <laughs> and also, <laughs> also, and Bobby, I know what style of meditation you do, so chant it out there, and it's going to come. I am. I, I, I am, guys. Say, I'm Bobby, doing... It's been really, I, I really admire that you've been doing so much processing for the last couple of years, and, and through communication with me, I know sometimes I don't go back to all your messages, but... The questions go in and we love having them on this podcast and you've raised like a lot of excellent points about the politics of dance. And so keep thinking through it. We'll have you on in the future to continue this conversation about politics of dance companies, race and dance companies. We need people like you, Bobby. Can I just say that you're... I, and I, I sent Reed this uh, voice memo. Um, Oh, I forwarded on, Bobby. I forwarded it. Jack and Reed... That last, the second half of the the trio from the Cunningham, I was a mess that day because of that. That was really, I mean, it just (laughs) needs to happen. Thank you, Bobby. I also, I'm also hearing a lot of Black people are betwixt or, I don't know, feeling like, why are these people having the conversations about us? And I'm like, 
Why aren't we having this conversation? So I don't give a shit who's having the conversation. I'm just saying thank you for having the conversation. Oh, it's really, it's really our honor. And I think for me, when it comes to allyship, there, I don't want silent allyship and I don't want performative allyship. I want actions. And we have a platform that uh, people listen to. So it's where the actions come through, or at least here for this. And right now, you know, we're really using our platform to amplify Black voices because we have the ability to do so. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we'll just, we'll carry on and and, um, hopefully inspire more people or make more people laugh or... Yeah. You know, who knows? But keep sending questions, Bobby. We love questions from Bobby. Well, and Bobby, I'm excited to have you come, but when I'm like, so how does America look from over there now? <laughs> I really, <laughs> I do really love that question for you. And also, um, I just adore you. I'm so glad we got to talk today. Um, yeah. I, I hold you in my, in my, my chanting as well. And uh, yeah. just send you Are you, you doing it? Not your style. I have, I have a different. Oh, okay. I, have, I have a different okay. practice. But yes. Good. But yes. My friend. My friend Renee, who was on the podcast last week. Uh, last week. Last week. <laughs> um, no, two weeks ago. Oh yeah. What was last two weeks week? ago? Last week was um, Netta and also our fantasies. Ah, um, the girl from the ship. Yes, Renee, who yes. I've been with for over Amazing. twenty years, but but the two of you are in the same style. Oh, okay. and she's and she's like up there, like someone who gets is an organizer, all of that. Where she, where she's oh, at. okay, Hamilton. Um, Hamilton is that also amazing? He's now in Fran- in Canada in Montreal. Well, you know, I'm I'm telling you, all these Canadians, I might be calling or, you know, in terms of your husband, Bobby, I might be like, he needs to figure out a work visa for me because I got to get out. I'm really keeping my international connects connected for when this shit hits the fan in November. Um, So, Bobby, Veronica says hi and Mm. sends her love. I love it. Um, All right. We loves you. We loves you, Bobby. And we loves you, listeners. We loves you. Thank you guys so much. And yeah, all the best.